what we do here is go back, 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 back. What are you saying? How do you get paid for that? Like, how how are you reporting? And like, that's you're saying all the things happen, you know. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. What we do here is go back to back. That's what you guys got last week. We are back in the flesh this week. A lot to talk about, a lot going on, and a Super Bowl coming up. No big deal, kind of a big deal, but also last football game of the NFL season. Can't hold anything back now, Dan. Uh, How are you, Andrew? Uh, I'm doing good, man. You know, it's uh, it's great to be back. I mean, you you're on vacation. That was excellent. You know, happy birthday from all of us at the RTP podcast um, and, and Raider Nation as well. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. But good to be back in the saddle with you. Um, and yeah, we're approaching Super Bowl week here. Um, so very exciting. I mean, it is sad that the last football game, but you know, we're not in the game, so um, not like EA Sports. That's for certain. Um, but we have a lot to talk about as far as the Raiders are concerned. So we'll get into that. Um, and then we'll also give you guys a preview of the Super Bowl that is upcoming with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas city chiefs. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting off season. You know, I, I, I actually, it's one of those things where you're like, I hope that we could just like not have much to talk about. Cause then it's like your team's in set, like, Hey, make some good draft picks, you know, nail a few free agents. But now, you know, really our, our team is just like, we don't know what the heck's going to happen. Um, so it's like good for us, but also not good for us. Right. Um, and so to, to kind of kickstart that, um, as everyone knows, DC is on, um, he's on his way out of Las Vegas and he had some words to say at the Pro Bowl. Um, that's for certain. Um, somehow he got elected to the Pro Bowl because seven other quarterbacks just backed out um, him, Tyler Huntley and Trevor Lawrence were the quarterbacks of the AFC. So that's a, you know, a gang of quarterbacks that you always are like, those guys are going to be, Perennial Pro Bowls, certainly Tyler Huntley, who threw 12 passes, I believe, on the year. So a, a big class, a great group for DC to be a part of. And he did um, have a have a way to roast the Raiders um, during the skills events this this past weekend in Vegas. So, But on the DC news, as we know, we are approaching the deadline of, um, I believe, February 15th, right? February 15th, three days after the Super Bowl will be played, um, is when we have the deadline to make a decision on DC. Do we cut him? Do we trade him? One of the more recent news that came out this week, I believe yesterday or two days ago, was that um, the Raiders had granted him permission to speak to other teams. And what that means is that the Raiders have at least structurally um, agreed to a, 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 a trade, you know, as far as like a, this is what we're looking for as far as compensation wise goes. Um, and he did take a visit to New Orleans yesterday, ended up having a good day there, um, had a nice dinner with Dennis Allen, familiar friend who the head coach that he was drafted by who only lasted four games, but they ended up going to dinner. Um, and then he came back to a visit um, today again with the saints. So a two day visit with the saints ended up canceling his trip with the Carolina Panthers as well. So it sounds like new Orleans is hot on the street as far as being the landing spot for DC. So um, what are some of your takeaways there as far as like the fit goes, the recent news that um, we've recently heard recent 
a lot of recents going on. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on, on the recent news from DC um, and his uh, trip with the New Orleans Saints, um, as well as like, you know, him canceling his uh, visit with the Saints or with the, sorry, with the Panthers? Yeah, well, I will say this, this like situation kind of shows just how more on the up and up the NFL is at keeping things kind of tight lipped because if this was college, we'd have been hearing about wives meeting with their friends who are actually realtors in the area um going out to dinner um you know the you know the the whole like we heard this person was hopping a plane to come out here type of news so the nfl's really got it under locks on kind of keeping things hush hush until they actually happen anyways uh i was excited to hear that obviously we're coming cl- so close up on the deadline that you know you're like at this point is something actually going to happen are we going to have to cut them what's going to you know transpire from all this one thing to note with it all too as well is that uh you know the raiders had to like you were kind of mentioning grant him the ability to go talk to teams or seek out a trade from teams part of that from what i heard was teams already having a rough compensation agreement with the raiders as far as like what they'd be willing to offer if in fact that worked out so it's interesting to see that the saints were granted a visitation with him that in itself means to me that the saints have already talked with the front office and they've kind of had some you know formal agreement on what it might cost to bring him over as long as dc wants to go there and waves his claws so word on the street was that the raiders were wanting a third round pick unfortunately i mean not unfortunately anything's going to be great right if we can get something out of this with given his situation you know Derek Carr, by all accounts, on the quarterback market is more valuable than a third-round pick. But the Raiders are in a situation where they're kind of, you know, hands tied behind their back with it. And teams are just going to be like, okay, well, we can just not do anything and then sign him in the offseason. Or we'll give you something for it. It's kind of what it feels like. And a third-round pick is not, you know, anything to shun off to the side or whatnot. But, yeah, I think if we get anything out of this, it would be fantastic. But it's just exciting to hear things are actually heating up because we're a week and a half away, a week away, five days away, five days away, six days away. My math is just off, yeah. but six well, days six away. six is like the deadline, but five is definitely, yeah, like we need yeah. to make a decision within the next five days. Yeah, so down to the wire, down to the last week, things are transpiring, and uh, you love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's been interesting, like to hear the reports that come out. As far as like, like at, at first it was like they agreed to the the compensation, which is not technically true. It's like they agreed to the framework, like the teams that the Raiders allowed Derek Carr to meet with have agreed to the framework of which compensation we would need, right? And and I think part of that, the reason it's not like hey, they are good with the on a third round or second rounder is because of his contract, right? And so like these teams, especially the Saints who are like negative 60 million in the cap, right? They're yeah, we like, talked about how deep they were. <laughs> they don't have money, like at all. They have negative monies, negative coins, certainly. Part of that is like basically they've agreed to like, hey, this is what it would look like as far as the framework of a deal. If in fact we're able to negotiate his restructuring of a contract, which would then, in I guess, would which would then like, dictate like their salary cap and like how it impacts them for this year, next year, et cetera. Right. So they could, they could restructure the deal in the sense that would then allow him to still get his guaranteed money, but also to where it wouldn't impact them to where they would have even more negative monies, which I don't think the Saints want any more negative monies now. 
something we did talk about is is the compensation that they, they did receive um, because they did trade Sean Payton um, to the Denver Broncos, right? And so I don't think the 29th pick in the first round is necessarily, you know, at play, right? I think that's, that's kind of like a, a, a dream in a sense as far as like what we would like to get back. But they did get additional compensation. So because of that, I think they're in more of a lever- leverageable place to actually strike a deal um, and, and be one of the more aggressors compared to letting him hit the free agency mark. And so what happens is like the Raiders say, hey, you go out and you can go talk to teams, try to find a deal. They've already talked to teams and said, here's a framework of what we would like to get in return. And they've agreed to that, right? What they could do is just say, okay, well, we'll just let them hit the market. Now, the reason the Saints, especially the Saints, would be in a position to not want to do that and rather give up a third round pick, right? Third round, a fifth round next year, whatever it is, right? Um, and, and just say, hey, we'd rather do this now is because they might not be able to get into a bidding war if Derek Carr did hit the free agency market, right? So a team like that, that is salary cap strapped, salary cap strapped, right? Like a team like that wouldn't be able to necessarily be as aggressive in the free agency market. And so Derek Carr would then have to wait like, hey, whatever he is considering, which obviously a two-day visit is there's some like substantial conversations going on as far as like what they're looking to do. And, and most of it outside of like just vetting out the organization, the culture where they see him fitting is a lot of that. This is how we could get you onto the team. And a lot of that has to do with his guaranteed money, his contract that they currently would have to then take on if a trade was to be executed. So a lot of it is at play and a lot of it's very interesting in that sense. And the Saints specifically, because you could say like, okay, well, I'm just going to hit the free agency market if you're Derek Carr. Well, now the Washington commanders have said, Sam Howell's our guy. Like we're going to bring in a veteran, but we really don't want him to compete necessarily because we want to see what Sam Howell's got, right? eliminates one team okay you got the Niners who are basically set stone with their quarterbacks even though it's very murky they're like we got this right then you start going down the list Panthers he declined the visit with them right so like you're instantly eliminating teams the only other team would be the Jets which basically I I believe from what everything I've been hearing is if they miss out on Aaron Rodgers which we'll get to in a second is that that would be their next option right so they're, they're the only team that could get into a bidding war as far as Derek Carr goes but even then DC would then have to bet and say, whatever this restructure contract looks like with the saints from what they're proposing, I would have to be guaranteed that there's a better offer on the table if I did decline and have the Raiders cut me and me enter free agency. Right. So anyways, a lot of stuff that we've been, we've heard, we've talked about before at this point, we do have five days to, to figure out where the heck this thing's going. And it sounds like at least we'll be hearing whether or not um, DC is, is going to then, end up being in New Orleans state within the next 24 to 48 hours, I would imagine. So we'll get that to you next week, obviously, but that's where I with the DC situation. As far as return goes, I think it's a very interesting topic. At this point, if we're talking about less than a week, I think whatever we can get, right? So whatever we can get to shed his salary, because that in that, like, when we get to this point where we have something that is attractive, like if he wasn't attractive, right? If he was somewhere like, damn, dude, we have this deadline, we're going to cut them. Everyone knows it. We would have already chalked that up as a win because of the amount of salary that's coming off the books, right? But because of the fact like, hey, there are interested teams and then there's that look at the NFC South, no, Brady's not returning this, that, and the other, right? Like we start going on this rabbit hole, we're like, damn, give me a first, you know? It's like, that's not always going to be the case and like a win-win. And I get what you're saying as far as like a third rounder is not something to be like ungrateful for necessarily. But I'm like, I, I think that's a huge win because at this point where we are today, that would be a big win if we get any compensation because then what we'll eventually get into, not this episode, but like 
if we add draft capital, what does that allow us to do then to move up in the draft and actually, you know, eventually, you know, either take a blue chip player for offense, def- defense side of the ball or, or that quarterback that we're looking for, um, you know, anyway. So I think all, all this does play into it. And then it also plays into another factor of if we do get additional draft capital, anything that will then help us to make a move for a quarterback um, that's definitely going on like a four day hiatus in the darkness, you know? So, um, but anyways, that's my take on Derek Carr. We're, we don't know where it's at. Any, any other things to note on that topic um, as has been a very ambiguous and very, uh, I don't know, like, like you said, I think the NFL does a great job of like just hiding things. And we're like, here's information, but it's not going to happen, but it might happen. But the, one of the best tweets I read, by the way, and it was from like a, a Raiders guy. He was like, more likely than not, Derek Carr will be cut. That being said, he could get traded. No reason to rule out either of them. I'm like, what are you saying? How do you get paid for that? Like, how how are you reporting? And like, that's you're saying all the things happen. You know, it was just, but like that kind of summarizes as far as like where we're at. Like, all the things can happen. Back to you, Arn. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, what, you know, what are we doing? So. Yeah, out of the two options that could happen, don't sleep on any one of them happening. Don't rule out him being cut or traded. Both are possibilities. It's like, <laughs> I just wasted 15 seconds, actually 30 seconds, got to reread that twice. <laughs> and I still, I'm like, what do you say? You know, but anyways, thoughts on that and anything as far as like what you've heard or, or whatnot as far as the DC um, situation is concerned? No, not really. I, I, I think it's just like you said, we're coming down to the the 25th hour on it so it's like whatever we can get we can get you know and it's just really funny because i sat here and talked to you guys about potential trade packages for car and all of them included a first round pick and so i'm i'm putting my hand up right now to say that i am part of this but it's funny to see no sorry i'm gonna interrupt you but the, those proposals you did include waller and or renfro so i think that's he- also like like that, that make, that's why I said that makes sense. Right. Cause you're including another for sure. We're talking for about sure. just, but it was the, a lot of it was a lot of it was on a rough first round graded value from car. So anyways, just seeing like over the past two months, one month, not two months, really just ever since he got benched, however long ago that was, uh, seems like a thousand years ago, ever since then, just seeing Raiders Twitter, transfer from like if the Raiders only get a third round pick for Carr, that's basically them just throwing in the towel because they know that he's gone or whatever now to people being like give us a third cool with that (laughs) it's just funny to see how these things transpire because that right there just shows you no one knows shit about anything when it comes to this stuff until these things happen and that's why people hang on their uh their correct takes for so long when they happen also hand up on that one (laughs) but yeah it's just funny it's funny to see that that stuff happen how things just switch and you know it's like i was the first one who said that (laughs) he was only the first one to want to go to war (laughs) (laughs) well i think yeah and the only thing that is tough about like those predictions is the fact that dc holds all the power right it's like we can say what he's worth teams can say that he's worth this but he has to agree on that trade because of the no trade clause right so like that's the only thing that's like, he's either worth a first or a sixth. And you're like, he's got to be somewhere in between, dude. You know, like, so it's like, it's hard because you don't, you don't know like how, what level, like what leverage he's playing in that sense, you know? So 
more to come on, on the DC topic here, um, but that's kind of where we're at as far as um, the most up-to-date news. Staying on the Raiders quarterback topic here, we're in this predicament where Tom Brady, I guess since you have left, you not left, since you went on vacation, we did, you know, we have, haven't recorded. Since we've recorded last, Tom Brady has retired. And so that was actually one of our probably number one options, um, at least from what the organization has reported. Um, and so now that leaves us with not a ton of options as far as who's going to be the next QB one for the Raiders. And Aaron Rodgers obviously has been a lot of the, the the front of the news as far as, you know, who the Raiders are going after. And it sounds like Hondo Carpenter, I believe is his name reported that like once Brady decides to retire is a huge, you know, kind of like a, a blow to the Raiders. And if we don't get Rodgers, then, and it's going to be kind of like a, like a swing and a miss on the offseason, especially on the decision to, to move on DC. Right. So any thoughts on like Rogers and the kind of like what you've seen as far as like the trade packages or just the, you know, per- percentage of, of, of Rogers being with the Raiders in it. And also like we joked a little bit too, or I joked, um, he, he did go on the Pat McAfee show yes two days ago. I'm um, saying like, he's going to take like a four day uh, darkness sabbatical. I don't, I don't know what it's called. You know, it's like basically four days in the dark. He's got to figure out whether he wants to play next year, what his future is. And so it's like, what are your thoughts as far as Rogers is like, is, is if this could not even be more ambiguous, like here's situation, like Rogers is our only option and he's going into the darkness for the next four days to figure out where his life's at, you know? So like, so, so now give me your analytical take on like, what do you think Rogers is a fit? <laughs> so here we go. Well, it's perfect because this is, this is so like zero dark 30, 24 from LeBron when he goes into when he goes to the playoffs and he just shuts off all social media and then just likes fat booty pages on Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I I think that's I mean it's just it's at this point it's such a Rodgers thing to do, you know. I think it's weird because the situation for getting Rodgers like the amount of money that he's owed, you know, on top of like what draft capital it's going to take. I think maybe you can figure yourself out in there in regards to like not as much draft capital because his contract is so high. But I've seen so many things of people just like including Carr in this trade package for Aaron Rodgers. And people don't realize that they don't want Carr. Like the whole reason they would get rid of Aaron Rodgers, not only because he doesn't want to be there anymore, but because they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. And at some point they're just got to give him the keys to the car and say like, can you? Can you drive? Not to car the car, but love the car. Like the Chevy love. They gotta give they gotta give love the keys to the Chevy. Boom. We made it there. We got around to it. We did it. Anyways, so I think that's one thing that is a little tough is just trying to figure out, okay, that's twice as much as what we're taking off of the books from car. So um that he's essentially owed. But I feel like there's there's probably so many different little like nooks and crannies you can adjust to like make it viable to trade for i didn't have enough brain power um over the last few days to like just try to go over that or look into like how can this structurally make sense for both teams or whatever but i mean hey screw it let's go all in let's bring let's bring Devonte's quarterback back, back over the biggest thing i'd be excited about this besides aaron Rodgers coming to our team is just getting to like talk crap to Ruben, one of my really good friends who's a Packers fan, and like getting to talk to him about like now we have Devontae. He loved Devontae so much. 
now like if Aaron Rodgers just came over here, it'd be like we're just like a gradually sucking in all of their good players. It would just be fun to talk ish to him about, but I would love to take a quarterback as well. So I don't know. It's interesting, but you know, that's kind of where we're at on like big like veteran splash at this point with Brady being gone. So I did have one question. Actually, where are you at on all this? We'll get to that first. I do have a question for you when we're done with this, but where are you at? Yeah, you can give me the question if you want, because I'll probably talk so long that you won't have a chance to even ask the question. Okay, so with Brady retiring, um, so much pointed to Brady potentially coming to the Raiders, right? All offseason after everything kind of went down the way it did. Do you think Brady finally, finally retired because he realized I'm either coming back to the Bucks or I'm going to the Raiders or the Jets? <laughs> and like a negative, like ju- as much as bringing the Raiders or the Jets out of the dirt and mud that they've been stuck in for so long, negative success with those teams, you can't tamper on his legacy, right? People kind of said that about Brett Favre, too, you know, at first. And then he went to the Jets. They went to the Jets. And then he started doing other things, too, that didn't help his his case after football. <laughs> but you think Brady retired because he was just like, from here, it's like still a couple more year process. And like going to the Raiders would change everything about the whole Brady Patriots relationship with the Raiders, the tuck rule situation, all that kind of stuff with, you know, it would kind of like take away from the aura of that on top of the fact that if he failed, does that tarnish him a little bit? I don't know. It was just something that I was thinking about. Like did the Raiders make him retire. <laughs> I mean, maybe, right. Um, I, I think when you look at it, it's like, I, I think his options were, I don't think he was ever going to go back to Tampa Bay. Right. Um, I, I don't think, I think he knew what that team was. And, and also like, they're going just as far as like contracts go, like they're going to be in a rebuilding phase for a number of years. Right. Brady could change that, but he didn't. Right. When you look at the jets, the only thing would be like, Hey, do I want to go and try to like shove it to Bill Belichick like twice a year, you know, being in the AFC South or AFC North. No, what the heck are they? South? How are they in the South, by the way? Who? The Patriots and the, the Jets and the AFC East. South. AFC East. Oh, East. Gosh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm North, South, West. Yeah, okay. Being the AFC East, it's like he, he might have just wanted to shove it to Bill Belichick there. And also, like in 2020, there were, you know, links to Brady going to the Raiders. But I, I do think that, number one, he's old as shit. Um, and then also, he was just like, like you said, I, I don't think there was a team that was like outside of like the, the Niners where that would have been like a dream scenario. And maybe they vetted that out and said, it, honestly, they're not willing to to move off of Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or whatever it was, right? Like to, to, to actually decide like whether they want to bring one or not, like if they're ambitious and they want to do it. They would have just done it, but that's kind of where they are. So yeah, I, I think we can chalk it up to the Raiders and the Jets made Brady retire and fine, right? Fine. Like it, it was still been like a weird signing, even though it would have been perfect for the Raiders because they wouldn't have to trade anything, um, which is what we're getting into with this Aaron Rodgers situation. But yeah, I think the Raiders did force Brady's hand and it's about time we got, you know, something over on him because he, you know, He's hurt us in the past. So, but as far as Rodgers is concerned, I, I think it, it's it's such a fascinating situation. Like the Raiders basically have to be under sixty million in the cap, right, to actually be able to bring on Rodgers. Now, how they structure that, and he even mentioned with the Packers or in the future, he's open to restructuring the deal that he has. Um, so, with that, it's like you could say, okay, well, Rodgers is worth a 
first and a third and a second next year, whatever you want to call it, right? It's like, well, no, not necessarily because, he, you know, it, it's all about what his worth is to the Packers. And so the Packers are like, dude, we're trying to get him and his salary, just like flip it in reverse, like Missy Elliott, right? Flip it in reverse it. Like if, if we're in the same situation as Derek Carr, it's like, we're trying to get his salary off here and get whatever we can. And he's not Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying the same thing, but like it's a similar situation where we're moving on. I think the Packers are moving on. Right. And so as far as compensation goes, which I think multiple reports have came out, they're like, we could easily get him for a mid round pick of this year, like a third or a fourth, or whatever, which could be what we got get in return with Carr, which also could be the salary cap that we get in return for Carr, which would allow us to then take on Rogers' contract, right? And then, then we'd be able to actually negotiate with him and figure out how it doesn't directly impact this year. And we could spread it over the next couple of years based on 2024 roster bonus kind of deal where it's like you got to be on a team and not be like going into fucking hiatus, you know, for five days next year because you want to add a day. You know, it's like, so there's a lot of different ways we can spin it. And I, but I do think ultimately that Rogers is kind of this, the Raiders don't get him. I don't know what we're doing, you know, and then I think a lot of the fan bases, we don't know what we're doing. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I was like, hey, this is the only way to fix the team. But like with all the momentum and all the buzz and kind of like our decision to put our foot in the ground with DC, like this is where we're at. Right. And so Braid retires. We're getting rid of DC. If it's not Rogers, and we can probably expand on this on another episode, but like what are our options? Right. What are, is it Jacoby Brissett? <laughs> is it Baker Mayfield? Is it Stidham and, chase gabbers and and then draft someone it's like like, what are we actually doing right and so like where everything where the aggressiveness of the organization which might end up backfiring especially if rogers decides to retire i think the only thing sorry i'm gonna i told you i was gonna go off a tangent but the only reason i don't think rogers retires and someone's it was on twitter but i'm like this makes a ton of sense is the fact that he doesn't want to be inducted in the hall of fame with Brady, you know, it's like he wants his own like limelight. So it's like it's five years after you retire, and so Brady retired this year. So in five years, first ballot Hall of Famer, everyone knows that. If Rogers does the same thing, it's like here you go, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame career, and moving on to Tom Brady. Let's spend the next twenty-seven minutes on him. It's like he might just want to wait a year. Want to wait a year? <laughs> Come on over, dude. Las Vegas, super sick, right? no sin involved at all. So um, anyways, it's just like, I, I think that it's Rogers is, is a pipe dream. And also like, a if we don't get him, I don't know what we're going to do, you know, and that sucks. It kind of sucks, but there's a lot of different ways we can go. And like, there's a lot of different ways to spin as far as like, well, it doesn't make sense to do this. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But just like this thing with moving off of DC, there's going to be a ripple effect if, the organization is not able to pull off a move that is a win now where the players like a Josh Jacobs that is willing to take a franchise tag as long as we build around this team and a Max Crosby and a Darren Waller, like those guys can be gone. I'm not saying Max would be right, but we could easily say if we don't land Rogers that we could franchise tag Josh Jacobs. He's gone next year. Okay. We're going to end up trading Waller. We're going to end up trading Renfro. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're going to be in a spot where we won't be able to create this buy-in of this win-now team that is, like, fully, like, if we get Rodgers, we're fucking rock and rolling, right? But if we don't, it's Stidham. It's, like, I'm not saying Stidham's bad, but, like, it, that type might have a ripple effect of, like, where the core pieces of, of our team might end up going. So all that to say is we're kind of in this, like, we better get Rodgers or – we're, we're screwed. Sorry, Ruben, you know, but we might be screwed here, dude. 
So please give this to him for cheap. We're in such a Raiders position to be in, is what we are. I mean, it's such a Raiders position to be in. But do you think that we are in a situation where it's Rodgers, top two quarterback in the draft or bust situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, I think if it's not Rodgers, like no free agent will will be able to bring us that, that sense of hope. And so the only thing would be is to, like you mentioned, get a top two quarterback. Let's say we get a Stroud. I don't think we're going to be able to trade up for Young, right? But we get a Stroud or even Levis blows up the scouting combine and <laughs> get enough buy in there. And he has a production that turns around as a week, you know, week one starter, you know, I don't know. I, I think, I think we are in that situation to answer your question. Like I, it just is what it is. Like outside of you somehow bring in a Lamar Jackson that doesn't fit the offense. Like, okay. You know, it's like there's, there's ways to make these things happen. But at this point, like you could really rule out a lot of options and say it's either Rogers or we sign a vet to compete with Stidham and we just try our best to rebuild this roster in the draft and, and free agency and hope to God we can keep a Devontae Adams happy and, and hope to God we can't be tempted to trade, you know, Darren Waller. Right. So it's like, or, or that, that would also depend on like, okay, well, if we don't, if we're not going to be able to win in the next two or three years, we're not going to re-sign Josh Jacobs for, you know, a three-year contract. We're going to franchise tag him and then we'll let him go like that. And then we'll get compensation back from him. So, there's so many different ways to spin it, but like to answer your question, yeah, I think it's Rodgers or a drafted QB that is going to be able to be ready week one. That's going to instill some kind of we can meet this window, and if not, we're royally screwed on that. Royally. I know. I just I know I keep just like extending things, um, and we've got some we've got some NFL props to get into. But last question, promise, last question. Uh, even if I have more, I'll hold off. Do you think there's enough there? I think that this, I think McDaniel, Ziegler, I think they're going to be here next year no matter what happens. Those are following here. We talked about this already, right? You think there's enough they, there for them to say, well, look, we were going to go on on Brady, and then he retired. And then we were going to go on in Rodgers, and Green Bay wouldn't trade him for something that made sense. Plan is to rock him, and we'll go after our quarterback next year. And like that's the justification to be like okay with the situation. Do you think there's enough well, we were going to do this and we we're going to do that, but things outside of our control, you know, didn't allow us to do that. So like, this is like a void year when it comes to like being a knock on their, on their belt for not succeeding. And and you're saying as far as like Josh McDaniels and Ziegler's security, correct? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Because it's like, it seems as of right now, it's like they need to do something or they're going to be gone. It's like, that's what a lot of people are saying. And I don't know, that's not what Mark Davis is saying yet but it seems like they're in a very much like they need to make a hit on something this year maybe next year they need to do something they have to have a plan for the future so like the thought was brady he retired the thoughts rogers do they not have enough to like do that is it too out of the realm of leveraging the franchise yeah. so no i mean i feel like if this was like a san francisco giant situation when it's like you had you know you had aaron judge and then, Carlos Correa. and then you had Carlos Correa and then you didn't pass physical, right? And then and then you ended up not signing anyone, right? It's like that would be a different story when it's like, hey, our options were three and it got dwindled down to one, right? And like Brady's gone, Rogers doesn't get traded. And yeah, I, I think that there's no way McDaniels and Ziegler, in a sense, could even look at Hal Davis and say, like, what are, what are we supposed to do here? You know, like they, they conclusively made the decision on DC and then. 
it's like here we are so it's like yeah they would totally get like a hey we'll we'll draft a rookie and as long as you hit on that rookie like you'll buy yourself another two or three years you know in that sense so yeah i think it could be a void year for these guys especially if we don't land rogers and in a sense like i don't know how mark davis could even conclude that that was like they're the guys to fire you know in that sense like when it's like yo dude like our options weren't many we kind of pushed all our chips in because you're in vegas right and then the dealer had a four and he flipped over a fucking seven and he hit a 10 you know it's like dude like that's where we're at so i love the reference love the reference because that was a lot of what we what we dealt with when we were out there and we were playing blackjack so i love that's true yeah i love it i love it but yeah more to come there i mean obviously a lot on the dc front and and once Rogers comes back from his darkness sabbatical, like, you know, his rap black sabbatical, we'll find a better name for that. You're muted, but. Um, rap act sabbatical. He stopped rapping and he stopped acting. He took a sabbatical from both. It wasn't no, a no, rap I was going black, black because. Oh, I was gotcha. going black because of the darkness. Okay, uh, that's my bad. I thought you thought that's you're what You're correcting me on the Will Smith saying. reference. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought that's what you thought Will Smith was saying. I'm like. I don't yeah. think he's saying he was taking up sabbatical from being black. So, I mean, he, he kind of was because he never cussed in his, his raps. So, uh, but yeah, this will get was, cut out of YouTube of a... videos for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, it was more of an Aaron Rodgers pun. Um, but yeah, anyways, more to come there. But let's get into, you know, it's the week of the Super Bowl. It's Thursday night. We have a couple more days until the Super Bowl champion is crowned. And before we get into this betting segment, Micah, please tell the people who. And why, and when, and how this episode and and segment is brought to all of us by, especially the rap black sabbatical. Yeah, absolutely. As always, this is brought to you by DraftKings. And DraftKings wants to ask you guys, are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time, that's us on California, to see what prop bet will be boosted. We're getting into the prop bets, right? This is what we're doing. This is, we're going to tell you guys what you need to bet on. We're going to get into this. DraftKings wants us to talk about prop bets. It's like their ad that they have for us specifically is talking about prop bets. So you need to listen up. You need to go to DraftKings Sportsbook, download the app, and use code TPPN. And if you're a new customer, you can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, my friend. This leads us to the last betting segment of the 2022-2023 year of the RTP podcast and the NFL season. We have the Super Bowl coming up, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and Micah. There's a lot of ways to go about both sides of the ball. Who's going to win? What's the over? What's the spread looking like? My friend, my first question to you, heads or tails? Is it going to be heads or tails, Micah? Well, you know, as they say, heads are for the Reds, which is the Chiefs. So I'm not going that route because tails never fails. Come on, son. Are you kidding me? 
It should have. It should be tails every fails. single year, but it should be. Regardless, I'm going that it, route. It never Arizona. fails, even though it does. And because heads um, are for the Reds, and tails are for the birds. I'm going tails. Fly eagle, fly. Yeah. Bang bang bird Shout out Dustin. Great. Okay, now let's get into it. You got Mahomes. You got Jalen Hurts. You got Travis Kelsey. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders. Say what? Isaiah Pacheco, where'd you come from? Now the biggest thing, the biggest matchup everyone's missing, Micah, Jake Elliott, Harrison Butker. Is the opening kickoff going to be a touchback? Or will it be returned, my friend? The answer needs to come from you now. Yeah, I think that actually, the answer to that is actually going to depend on who's getting the ball first. But I'm going no, to Hold say... on, Micah, hold on. we got it. A question from another caller that came in before this question. Micah, mm-hmm. who is going to win the opening toss, and what will their decision be? Two-part question from our caller that just got in before the question prior. Well, uh, so the Eagles, I believe, are the better seed. I don't know. How do they even do home in a way? But the Eagles are going to get the call. The Eagles are going to go tails because Eagles have tails. Chiefs don't. Correct. And the Eagles are going to win because I called tails. So the Eagles are going to defer, and they're going mm-hmm. to kick off. Yeah, the Eagles have a lot to prove as the underdogs in this game. I don't know if they're going to be the underdogs. I don't know the spread, and I don't know what the, the spread is yet. But they got a lot to prove. They're going to come out hot. They're going to kick the ball right at the one-yard line and, like, the zero-yard line to make them return, try to make a big hit, force a fumble. So, no, no touchback on that yeah. as long as the Eagles are kicking. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is special. He answered both questions somehow in the same order, even though it was not in the right order. Okay, Mike, and now next question, pretty straightforward. Like I mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Let's talk about passing yards over under. Patrick Mahomes over 293 and a half passing yards. What would you say? Um, I think that it's tough. I think you have to go with an over. I think Patrick Mahomes has been too hot. I think life's too short to bet the under. Um, and that includes mm-hmm. passing yard props for mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Very well. Okay, now on the quarterback topic, since you brought it up, Jalen Hurts over under passing yards 240 and a half. I'm going to actually rock the under on that. I know like I said life's too short to bet the under. But I'm going to bet the under on that because you want to know why? Because he's going to smash – the absolute shit out of the over of his rushing yards, whatever they may be. Ooh, I think he's going to be very that. efficient with his passing. I think he's going to throw a good amount of touchdowns. He's going to get the over on his touchdowns, over on his rushing yards, but the under on his passing yards because he's more efficient with his passing and more explosive with his running. Love to hear it. Love to hear it, Micah. Now, before we get into the big topic of the day, who's going to win? Who's going to lose over, under? The points are not yet in front of your face because we're going to get to that. Let's talk about who's going to score the first touchdown, and I will give you the odds once you pick, and I'll give you six options. Ready? Travis Kelsey. Okay. Miles Sanders. A.J. Brown. Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. Devontae Smith. Juju Smith-Schuster. And these are all, obviously, they're going to score the touchdowns. If you're going to bet at Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes on the first touchdown score, they would have to run the ball in. Okay. Now, Micah, of those choices, I gave you six and a complimentary two. 
who's going to score the first touchdown? Seeing how you said the Chiefs are going to get the ball first. Yeah, and I think that that defensive front is going to come out hot as well. Stop them. Eagles get the ball back. A.J. Brown, first touchdown of the game. Like I said, Eagles got to come out hot. So Love that. And if you did bet $100 on A.J. Brown to score the first touchdown of the game, you would get $800. Okay, plus $800 for A.J. Brown as the first touchdown to be scored in Super Bowl. Super Bowl 50-something. It's up there. I would imagine it's around the mid fives. Okay. Super Bowl Sunday. I think it's 57. We'll go with 57. Okay. Plus 800 for AJ Brown. I think I just read it in our ad read that all customers can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Sports Boost. That is true. No free ads. That's why they pay us. Super Bowl 57. Um, So, like we talked about very confidently before, plus 800 for AJ Brown to score the first touchdown of Super Bowl 57. You bet $100 responsibly, you win $800 responsibly. See show notes for details. Okay, now we're past all that, okay? Let's get into it. The big conversation. The last two questions that really are going to dictate really how this game goes. Because what we do on this pod, not only do we go back, but we also go forward, which means we predict the future. Micah, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles square off on Sunday, if you didn't know. Super Bowl 57, if you weren't aware. The Eagles are favored by a point and a half. The over-under is 51 and a half. My brother, as your last and final prediction, who's going to cover the spread? Over-under, 51 and a half. The court is yours. Well, I think, plain and simple, Eagles are going to go out here and win. I think they're going to win. I think they need it. I think they deserve it. I think we need it. I don't think the Chiefs deserve it. And more importantly, Dustin, you deserve it. You deserve it, my friend. Um, I'm going to sit here and say that they're going to win. They're going to they're going to cover a point and a half. That's that's a little that's so dicey because it's so much a like down by two game winning field goal. You don't cover, but you still win type of thing. But nonetheless, I think it's going to come down to either a tie game or down by one type of game and the chiefs go in and score to win it. So not the chiefs, the Eagles just talking. I'm just I'm talking and my brain's not catching up with the words that I'm saying. Eagles win the game. They win by two or more, preferably more, but at least two, you got another championship coming back to play. Go into play. Now, I, I do want to know your score prediction, or would you rather wait to do the over-under? Because the over-under is for 51 and a half. When are we waiting till? I'm saying, did you want to say the Eagles cover and the, hit the over? Oh, or gotcha. Do you want to do cover, cover, over, over, under, under, you know? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I'm going to – I definitely going to take the over on this. Definitely think we're going to see an over. I think we see two very – very powerful offenses. You know, we've had times where we've seen, you know, the best defense against the best offense, you know, that kind of thing going on. I think we're seeing two very good offenses that can put up numbers. And I think that one team is going to have to keep up with the other. You know, a lot of people are probably going to act like the Eagles got to keep up with the Chiefs, but I think it's 50-50 shot in that either one. Um, they just either going to go back and forth or one's got to catch up like mayonnaise. So, I think they hit the over. Eagles win, hit the over. 
an absolute three banger. Okay. Eagles win, they cover, and they hit the over. And what's the score? Score prediction. Let me figure out the math in my head. Score prediction. I'm going to put it at 30 to 28. Eagles. Heard it here first from at Mikeson55. The Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl 57, by the way, 30 to 28, covering the spread, hitting the over. Now I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And I'm sorry, Dustin. I don't feel great about this at all by any means, but it's not about being right. Necessarily, like I want to be right so bad. I just think wholeheartedly it's going to be the Chiefs that win. And I do think the other, the other, the over does cover the other. 30 to 27 is where I was going. Um, I think it's going to be actually 30 to 24. I think the Eagles will have the ball late. I think they'll be like in a position where we have to score a touchdown. And if we score a touchdown, we can win with the extra point. Don't think it's going to happen. 30 to 24. Give me the Chiefs, and I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all I can say is I'm sorry. I, I wish it wasn't the case, but um, I think the Chiefs will win, and I really hope the over hits as well for other reasons outside of that. Yeah, no, I, I hate to end on, on a sour note, Micah, but that, that's that's where I'm at. And I do, I'm, I'm glad we both support the over, and I'm, I'm glad we also both are, are on opposite sides and we could just have one last, one last shirah, one last wabang. Was that the last prop that you had? Nope. Okay. Okay, cool. I just was hoping you weren't forgetting about the most no, important No, I, I wasn't. Well, I mean, the most important prop was, I mean, that was, so we had our first one, which was the spread, and then we had our second one, which was the over-under, right? The last, the two biggest ones ever. Actually, nope, just got another call from my better self, and he's like, yo, bro, you're forgetting the best prop out there. Now, Micah, whoever is victorious, whatever coach will be celebrated, doused in Gatorade, what color is that Gatorade going to be? Is it going to be red plus 115? Is it going to be orange minus 105? Is it going to be blue plus 175? Or is it going to be clear, that like white clear, like white, white cherry kind of whatever flavor you have on the – electrolytes is it going to be that at a plus 375 and you want to know why people are hammering that mic is because it is 2023 we don't see color okay we don't judge anyone right is it going to be something that is supported and probably backed by pfizer and saying hey dude do the right thing don't see color Micah, those are the props those are the odds and they are actually very inaccurate odds and i really you can cut that from the youtube as well but the pfizer thing but I, that, those are the odds that i just created michael what color is the gatorade going to be doused on the game winning head coach of Super Bowl 57. Well, uh, if, from my pretty standard basic knowledge of like the colors of, of Gatorade out there, I've never had a green Gatorade. I'm not sure if they're out there. I think cucumber lime is the closest thing to it, and that's the most disgusting flavor. Did I give you a green option? Ever. No, no, you didn't. There was no green okay. option. I'm just saying. <laughs> If the Eagles were to win, if the Eagles were to win, having a green option would be would be great, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with red. And I'm not gonna go with red because it's chalk. I'm gonna go red two reasons. One, if the Chiefs win, they're red. They're gonna they're gonna toss some red on their coach, right? It's gonna be fitting. If the Eagles win, it would be so Philly of them to celebrate by dumping their opposing team's colors 
on their head coach, just being like, fuck you guys, we won. That's such a Philly thing to do. So It is such a Philly thing. And it's also the color of blood. And they like to fight people. So I could see white, I guess, um, but not really because Goodell doesn't seem like much of the progressive kind of guy. So, but I think red, red's going to be the answer because it works on both sides of things. One out of spite and one out of logic. Love the reason. Well, that's all I have. So Raider Nation, we love you guys. Um, get ready for the Super Bowl. Obviously, everyone is rooting for the Eagles. We don't want to see the Chiefs take it home. Um, forgive me for my bet. I think this gets, gives us a better opportunity to compete one last time. Me and Mike, and also just kind of my gut. And I hope I'm wrong because I've been wrong a lot about my gut. Um, but until then, Raider Nation, stand up. We love you guys. We'll keep you posted on the Aaron Rodgers news, the DC news, as well as the Super Bowl um, results next week. So, Micah, take it away. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out the Raider Take Podcast YouTube account. Trying to get that going, trying to get things uh, up and running on that, get more content on that. So keep an eye out. Hit that notification button. Nuzzle up on on that notification button so you know every time something posts. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, Please bet responsibly, uh, drink responsibly, and uh, enjoy yourself, right? Enjoy yourself on the Super Bowl. We will uh, get back at next week, hopefully with some good news about uh, getting some compensation for D.C. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in five days when Aaron Rodgers comes back out of his cocoon of silence so we love you guys and we'll see y'all next week peace